Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 16th of November. Today, another Aussie banking big checks in the golfing world, Victor the Inflictor under the microscope for friendly fire, and the Socceroos bring a famous pair of boots into their World Cup campaign. But first... It feels like a lifetime ago that Novak Djokovic and an incorrectly filled-out immigration form sent our Aussie summer of tennis into a tailspin. The final humiliation in an unedifying 11-day saga which has overshadowed the sport. The world's best player smuggled out the back door and deported in ignominy. Three Australian judges unanimously rejected Novak Djokovic's appeal after the government had cancelled his visa on health and good order grounds. And in Djokovic's anti-vax absence from the 2022 Australian Open, Rafael Nadal went on to claim a men's record 21st Grand Slam title and edged himself ahead of the Serbian on the ladder of most Grand Slam victories in the process. Nadal stretched that lead when he claimed an unbelievable 14th French Open title earlier this year, but Djokovic did manage to peg one back when he defeated Nick Kyrgios at Wimbledon. And so Djokovic continues to chase the number one spot and the Australian federal government looks set to give him a boost up that ladder. Tennis star Novak Djokovic could be allowed back into Australia to play at Melbourne Park after he was sensationally deported earlier this year. Instead of taking to the courts, Djokovic was deported from the country and handed a three-year ban from entering Australia over his COVID vaccination status and incorrectly filled out immigration forms. But Federal Immigration Minister Andrew Giles has reportedly overturned the Serbian's three-year ban from entering Australia and will instead grant him a visa to enter the country, allowing him to compete in the slam he has dominated for the past decade. So it appears the men's world number one will be back on the courts of Melbourne Park in 2023. He's hoping he's learned how to fill out his forms this time. While Aussie men's star Cam Smith has been hogging all the golfing headlines this year as a high-profile recruit to Greg Norman's Live Golf Tour, he's not the only Aussie who's been banking big checks. This is a gorgeous-looking shot right now. Looked like great contact, and what a shot by Minji Lee. Takes a little look at the hole as it goes by. She'll have that... For Eagle. 26-year-old Minji Lee has scored the mother of all bonus checks for being crowned statistically the most attacking player on the LPGA Tour. Lee won the season-long Risk Reward Challenge. What the hell does that mean? Uh, it is kind of confusing and there's maths involved, but essentially Lee was measured to be the best player across selected holes at each tournament of the LPGA Tour season. And for that reason, Lee has scored herself a bank deposit to the tune of $1.5 million Australian. That bonus adds to a stellar year for Lee, who won the US Open and currently sits atop the tour's money list and has a real shot at being crowned this year's Tour Player of the Year. Oh, hail the Queen! There's a reason that Roosters for Victor Radley has been blessed with the moniker Victor the Inflictor. Oh, shut up, Radley's fearless style of play has made him both a fan favourite and a regular attendee at the NRL judiciary. And now it's put him in the sights of the NRL's integrity unit. Rooster star Victor Radley has been investigated for an alleged Liverpool kiss 
in Manchester during an altercation following England's exit from the World Cup. Bradley, who pledged his allegiance to England, his father's place of birth ahead of the Rugby League World Cup, was a driving force as the host nation attempted to win one on home soil. But they fell short of the final, going down to Samoa over the weekend in the semi-final. And it would seem that that loss has left the team fractured. Victor Radley has allegedly got in a fight with James Bentley last night, who is an Irish international. And we understand that Bentley was the instigator of the situation. He was abusing the England coach, Sean Wayne, for not picking him in that side. He was asked to leave the venue, but later on he returned and was at it again. And that's when Radley allegedly headbutted Bentley, which required him to get stitches. And congratulations to Channel 9's Emma Lawrence there for successfully covering her back with the use of the word allegedly. So it sounds like Victor's simply standing up for his coach. But friendly fire aside, England have been accused of something far more concerned. They've been accused of uh, some shenanigans in the team hotel, playing a bit of knock and run, disrupting Samoa's preparations for the big game. They're headbutting each other, playing knock and run, are we sure this is a men's World Cup and not a school camp? Even the most casual of soccer fans remembers this moment. A sensational volley from the pitch number Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill delivering one of the goals of the tournament against the Netherlands in the 2014 World Cup. A goal which in fact remains to be the last time an Aussie has scored from open play at a men's World Cup. Cahill also scored the first ever goal by a soccer at a World Cup when he shot this one home against Japan in 2006. Long one from Neil and Kawaguchi doesn't get to this and, and the ball's going in. Australia score for the first time ever in the World Cup finals and the name is Tim Cahill. With that scoring pedigree, it's understandable that current soccerers coach Graham Arnold has brought Cahill into the fold for the World Cup in Qatar. Cahill has been appointed the Socceroos head of delegation, whatever that means, and according to striker Mitch Duke, the presence of the great Socceroo frontman is already paying dividends for the team. He's given me some great pointers and, and helping me prepare. You know, to get that kind of one-on-one time with such a legend is priceless and uh, I'm definitely soaking it all in. And this time next week, we'll know whether Australia is off to a flyer or facing life at the bottom of their group when they start their campaign against reigning World Cup champions, France. And that is your Fast Fun Hitters Ball for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Enjoy your week. The guru Brett Thomas returns tomorrow with another edition of The Scorecard. Listener.